Welcome to The Literary Life. I'm Mitchell Kaplan, and this afternoon I'm doing something which is a little bit different. My podcast today I'm calling Fruits from the Winter Institute. The Winter Institute is an annual gathering that I've been going to for almost, I think this is the 14th Winter Institute that I just came back from. And as a bookseller, the Winter Institute has a very central role It's a conference, basically, mounted by the American Booksellers Association each year. Over 700 booksellers come, mostly for educational purposes. So each year, the Winter Institute brings many of these booksellers together, not only bookstore owners, but also frontline booksellers to come and be involved with all kinds of things. But the central element for me, and one of the reasons why so many booksellers love it, is that we are uh, given access to what are going to be the exciting books that are coming out each spring and summer, particularly the spring of 2019 and the summer of this year as well. And so what happens is that publishers come and they often bring writers. This year there were well over 100 writers who came and met with, met with us, as well as highlight of the Institute is what's known as the galley room. And in the galley room we go and we bra- literally browse galleys. Some of you are asking, what's a galley? Well, a galley is what we booksellers see before a book is actually published. And typically they're soft cover Uh, Many times they have the actual artwork on the cover, uh, the artwork of what um, uh, will be the finished book. Sometimes it's just uh, what we call a bound manuscript, where you just see the title of the book and the author. But typically these are books that publishers are very excited about, and sometimes they're by very well-known authors, and sometimes they're by what we call breakout authors. Uh, writers that publishers are very excited about and they want us booksellers to get excited about too. So what I've what I just heard was that all of the galleys that I picked out and put in boxes uh, and have shipped to my home so that they don't get mixed in with all the other boxes that come to the bookstore. My wife Rochelle just called me and uh, told me that UPS dropped off three big boxes. Um, So I came home and I invited Carmen, who's the producer of the show, of my podcast, to come. And I thought what we would do is kind of an open-the-box kind of uh, uh, podcast where I would open the box and just go off and tell you a little bit about some of these books that I selected and why I selected them. Please know that these are not books that I've read, not like maybe with one or two exceptions, because they're books that haven't come out yet, and they're and they're galleys that I'm seeing for the first time myself. Um, to give you an idea of the winners, too, what's really exciting is that uh, we had two keynote speeches this year. One was by Margaret Atwood, who's coming out with a new book called The Testaments, and the other is by the author of Go Ahead in the Rain: Notes to a Tribe Called Quest which has been published by the University of uh, uh, Texas Press. So let me just start ripping open those boxes and talk to you a little bit about what's coming out. Well, the first thing that I uh, 
that I'm pulling out is, and I'm doing this completely at random. Some of them I'm going to skip over. But this is a book that looked very cool when I saw it. It's called Late Migrations, A Natural History of Love and Loss. And in fact, this author, Margaret Renkel, was at the Winter Institute. And she actually signed, I think, this galley for me. She was very lovely. And th the thing that struck me initially was a quote on the front by Ann Patchett, who writes, Late Migrations has the makings of an American classic. High praise. Uh, primarily, this book is kind of, it's a nonfiction account, uh, and it, it's a combination of something like A Death in the Family and Pilgrim at Tinker Creek. And I'll just read a little bit of the, the back of the, of the jacket copy for you to give you an idea of what this book is, because I'm finding out f about it for the first time myself. Growing up in Alabama, Margaret Rankle was a devoted reader, an explorer of riverbeds and red dirt roads, and a fiercely loved daughter. In gorgeously crafted reflections, she traces a tender and honest portrait of her complicated parents and of the bittersweet moments that accompany a child's transition to caregiver. So this is Late Migrations by Margaret Rankel. First, out of the box. Next, we have a book by a writer that you might have read before. It's Louis Bayard, and this is a novel, and it's called Courting Mr. Lincoln. And the quote on the cover of this book is by the best-selling author of The Woman in the Window, A.J. Finn. And he writes, a miracle, an exquisite story ex exquisitely told. If you love Jane Austen or Hamilton or fiction of any era that transports and transforms in equal measure, look no further. Courting Mr. Lincoln is as good as storytelling gets. That's Courting Mr. Lincoln. It's an Algonquin Press title, and it's coming out in April of this year. Next. <laughs> I'm literally just pulling these out of the box. So it's in, in no order. Uh, it's not in any order based on, uh, on my likes or dislikes, but just what looks interesting. This looks very interesting. This is by Brian Washington. Brian was at one of the author dinners that I went to, um, and his book is called Lot, and it's a book about, it's a book of stories. And if this is the one that... Um, that I'm, if I remember correctly, these are stories that take place in Houston. Um, around him, others live and thrive and die. In Houston's myriad neighborhoods, a young woman whose affair detonates across an apartment complex, a ragtag baseball team, a group of young hustlers, hurricane survivors, a local drug dealer who takes a Guatemalan teen under his wing, and a, and a reluctant chupacabra, and I'm not sure I know exactly what that means. Um, Brian Washington's brilliant, uh, viscerally drawn world vibrates with energy, wit, and the infinite longing of people searching for home. So this is a collection of stories called Lot. It'll be on sale in March. Remember that name, Brian Washington. And then someone who I am just so in love with, that's Ruth Reichel. And Ruth has written another memoir. It's called Save Me the Plums, my gourmet memoir by Ruth Reichel. This will be published April 2nd by Random House. Um, it's basically her story about what happened with her at Gourmet Magazine, which was a wonderful, wonderful time for her. 
Uh, she was also at one of the author dinners, and uh, we had a lovely time talking because she's come to Books and Books a number of times, and she's scheduled to come again. We're going to have a farm-to-table meal with her as well as uh, an event in the bookshop and maybe even in our Bal Harbor uh, location. And this is, uh, this is actually a letter from Susan Camel, one of the premier editors in publishing. And this is what Susan wrote. Ruth Reichel was a food-obsessed hippie from Berkeley before moving to New York City to be the restaurant critic of the New York Times and was totally and rather hilariously unprepared to take on the glamorous corporate world when the dream, dream job of being Gourmet's editor-in-chief simply fell into her lap. She took on every challenge with inspiring humor and curiosity. And during her 10 years there, she hired a colorful staff of mavericks just like herself. She presided over the test kitchens where the magazine's cooks created dishes for you and me to dream about. Was one of the pioneers of the farm to table movement, approved gorgeous photo spreads full of beautiful food that we could actually make at home commissioned articles by the best writers in the world, and had a budget that allowed the entire staff to fly to France to collect material for Gourmet's fabled Paris issue. Uh, Susan goes on, but I can tell you that Save Me the Plums is going to be a book that will be um, uh, much anticipated and much looked out for. And the name of the book is Save Me the Plums by Ruth Reichel. Again, these are things that you can pre-order at booksandbooks.com if you want, and uh, we'll be happy to hold a copy. I think you just, I think that was, that was uh, Alonzo, our boxer, who you will hear from throughout this podcast as I'm at home. And Alonzo is a big reader, and he must have liked Save Me the Plums as well. The dark, the, the deep voice, the deep-throated bark is from Alonzo, and the more shrill bark is from Charlie who is our other dog as well. Uh, and if you hear any dishes rattling or if you hear people walking by, um, that could be because it's almost dinner time. And uh, Rochelle has just come home and we're trying to put our dinner together as well. Um, the next book I'm picking up is called The Last Thing You Surrender. And this is by the great Leonard Pitts. Anybody living uh, in Miami knows about Leonard Pitts. He's one of the really fantastic um, essayists. But what some people don't know, he's also a fantastic and poignant writer of fiction. He wrote a book called uh, Grant Park. He wrote an another book called Freeman. And his new book is called The Last Thing You Surrender. Uh, Leonard won the Pulitzer Prize for his um, column writing. And um, to give you a little idea of what The Last Thing You Surrender might be is this is by James Ben, the author of Billy Boyle's World War II mystery series. The last thing you surrender is a story of our nation at war with itself as well as tyranny across the globe. It's an American tapestry of hatred, compassion, fear, courage, and cruelties, leavened with the promise of triumph. A powerful story I will not soon forget. So that's Leonard Pitts, published by Bolden. The next one I want to talk about is someone who, surprisingly enough, lives part of the year in Miami Beach. He's the author of Train Spotting, and that's Irvine Welsh. This new one is called Dead, Man, Dead Men's Trousers. 
and it happens to be the grand finale of Train Spotting. So for all of you Train Spotting fans, this is a book that you should be looking to pick up. I think it'll be out really shortly. Someone that I got to know at the Winter Institute, and I got to spend a little bit of time with her, and she's delightful, is Susan Choi. Susan Choi wrote an Amer uh, American Woman, and her new book is called Trust Exercise, uh, a novel. Lots of buzz about this one. Then someone who actually lives in Miami, whose book, um, The German Girl, I enjoyed very, very much, is from Armando Lucas Correa. And Armando has been um, um, to the bookstore, he's been to the book fair, and he himself was at the Winter Institute meeting bookstores, uh, booksellers everywhere. And his new book is called The Daughter's Tale. And this is from a letter that he writes on the back of the book to booksellers. Following in the footsteps of my first novel, The German Girl, The Daughter's Tale tells another forgotten story from World War II, a story that crystallized in my mind the day I met Judith. Judith was only 14 months old when her family took her aboard the refugee ship St. Louis after being turned away from Cuba. The U.S. and Canada, like so many others, they arrived in France, where a Catholic family sheltered them until one night German guards forced her out of the home with her parents and into a provisional internment camp. And their final destination was Auschwitz. I'll never forget my visit with Judith in her small, dark apartment in Kew Gardens, Queens. And I'll just leave it at that. If that doesn't entice you, I don't know what will. It's coming out on May 7th by Atria Books, a division of Simon & Schuster. And that's Armando Correa. The book that I have in front of me, the book that I just pulled out, I always love when, when galleys include blurbs by other booksellers. And how that works is often a publisher will send us a book uh, in PDF form uh, way before the book is even in galley. And that happened with this book that I'm holding in my hand now. It's called The Guest Book by Sarah Blake, uh, published by Flatiron Books, which is a division of Macmillan. Some of you may recognize the name Sarah Blake. She wrote a wonderful uh, historic novel called The Post Mistress. And uh, to give you an example, I'm just going to read some of the blurbs, some of the excerpts of blurbs that are provided on the back of this galley and the wonderful booksellers that have written them. Um, uh, uh, Deva Chesonis from Between the Covers Bookstore in Telluride, Colorado says, uh, savor this timepiece. Uh, Cynthia St. John of Kepler's Books in Menlo Park, California says, Sarah Blake has written the great American novel. Um, Chris Morrow of Northshire Bookstore in Manchester, Center Vermont, says this is a rare book. Uh, Rick Simonson, a good friend, marvelous reader, marvelous bookseller from Elliott Bay Book Company, says this is marvelous. Of course he would. And Louisa Smith calls it terrific. Louisa's from the book Passage in Corte Madeira. Um, uh, Nancy Simpson Bryce of the Book Vault in Oskaloosa, Iowa says, this is simply stunning. It goes on and on and on with probably, I'd say, at least 30 booksellers giving very full blurbs about this book. And even I was asked to give a blurb. And I'm going to read for you what I said about this book when I read it probably about three months ago. 
Sarah Blake's The Guest Book is haunting and wonderful at the same time. As was said of her, the postmistress, the guest book is compassionate, insightful, and unsentimental, and it paints a portrait of an America coming to grips with anti-Semitism, privilege, and racism. I can't wait to share it with my customers, as I'm doing right now, with whom I'm confident it will resonate very deeply and be the source of must, much discussion. Um, this is a very special book. It's a family saga uh, starting off at the turn of the 20th century. And it's something that um, I think will take its rightful place among all of the great, great books that try to define a generation. She's got um, two quotes that begin the novel, one by James Baldwin that says, people are trapped in history and history is trapped in them. And also another one by Virginia Woolf, surely it was time someone invented a new plot. In any case, this is, this is the guest book by Sarah Blake. Next, an incredible collection of stories called the Trojan War Museum and Other Stories by Aza Papatia Bukak, and I hope I didn't just butcher her name. Um, it is a, uh, uh, I'll just read to you what Andrea Barrett says about it. She sh uh, the author shares with Jhumpa Lahiri the gift of fusing distinctive subject matter with an unusually restrained and elegant voice. This marvelous debut collection is truly rare in its range and depth, its deft mastery of history and myth, and its fearless storytelling. Coming from Norton, the editor is the remarkable Elaine Mason, and this is a book that you should be, if you like short stories or if you like stories of any sort, the Trojan War Museum is one to watch out for. I was really taken with Regina Porter, the author of this next book. We were at a, um, a wonderful party that was thrown by Grove Atlantic and Random House, uh, Penguin Random House. Regina is a graduate of the Iowa Writers Workshop, but she's got a much more interesting background than that, and it's too long for me to go into. But uh, this is the adventures of two families that unfold and intertwine. It's called The Travelers. Uh, just to give you a little bit of a taste of it, um, there is a character who is a Shakespearean scholar and another character in it who's a Joycean scholar. Um, the great Jim Shepard says of it, The Travelers is not only the compelling intergenerational saga of two intertwining families, but also a deadpan and mordant chronicle of 20th century America's casual intolerance intolerance and racial violence, as well as an impassioned reminder that we most honor those we loved by continuing to love others. Anyway, that's The Travelers. It's by Regina Porter. Don't miss it. And then a very, 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 very moving uh, book called Solitary, unbroken by four decades in solitary confinement, my story of transformation and hope. This is by Albert Woodfox. And the story of Albert Woodfox is absolutely heartbreaking. Albert spent um, four decades in solitary confinement um, in Louisiana's penitentiary. Uh, he was in a six-foot 
by nine foot cell 23 hours a day for 40 years for a crime he did not commit. It talks about the, the human spirit in a way that I haven't read in a long, long time. And this is actually a galley that I read uh, months ago, and it's called Solitary uh, by Albert Wood Fox. It's coming from Grove Atlantic. It'll be published in March, and uh, please do yourself a very big favor and uh, make sure that you get this book. <clears throat> Someone who I came across and met, uh, he had been to the Miami Book Fair, and I met him once before as a poet. His first novel is coming out, and his name is Ocean Vuong. And this debut novel is a shattering portrait of a family, a first love, and a red the redemptive power of storytelling. That comes from the back of the galley. His book is called On Earth, We're Briefly Gorgeous. It's basically a letter uh, from a son to a mother, and that mother cannot read. Then, this also, I heard Jenny O'Dell speak at the Winter Institute, coming out by Melville House. Uh, it's called How to Do Nothing. She is one of the great thinkers uh, along the lines of Rebecca Solnit and others. Please know about this book, How to Do Nothing, by Joni Odell. Odell coming out in April 2019. Then a book coming from Scribe, which is an Australian publisher. Questions I am asked about the Holocaust by Heidi, F Heidi Freed. And um, these, Heidi Freed was 19 when the Nazis snatched her family from their home in Eastern Europe and took them to Auschwitz. So what she does in this book is basically answer questions that people have asked her her whole life. It first came out in Swedish, and it's now been published in English, and I think it's a book that you should make sure that you know about. Then there's a book that's about to be published, really wonderful book, by Ma Madhuri Vijay. Um, she was born in Bangla uh, ba Bangalore, and uh, her book is called The Far Field. It's her first novel, published by Grove Atlantic, a novel not to miss. Ben Fountain says of this, equal parts love story, war story, and family intrigue. Only the very best novels are experienced as opposed to merely read, and this is one of those rare and brilliant novels. The Far, the Far Field by Madhuri Vijay, coming out momentarily. Now I'm just going to run through a bunch of them, bunch of books that just, just that struck me. Turbulence by David Zalay, and David Zalay, is, this is coming out from uh, Scribner. Uh, he, was, he was a man Booker Prize shortlisted for his book All That Man Is. This is a slim but very powerful novel, and it's called Turbulence coming out from Scribner. Um, Elizabeth Gilbert, Eat, Pray, Love. Elizabeth Gilbert has a new book called The City of Girls. And this is a book coming from uh, Riverhead. It'll be published, I'm searching again, it'll be published June 4th is when it's coming out. Claudia Rankine, uh, the, you know, many of you know her from Citizen and American Lyric, has actually written a play that's coming out um, coming out from Grey Wolf Press called The White Card. Uh, Claudia Rankine's play will be published on March 19th. Um, a wonderful new kind of uh, biography of Gabriel Garcia Marquez called Solitude and Company by Silvana Paternostro. 
and this is coming from Seven Stories Press. And, um, and even someone like Benicio del Toro had already read this, I imagine, in Spanish and said, everyone who loves uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez's work will enjoy this wonderful book. Irreverent and hopeful, this is the story of a boy from the provinces who decided to become a writer. There were also lots of, lots of books by young adult writers. And Elizabeth Acevedo, who wrote The Poet X, one of the best-selling books recently, has her new book coming out called With the Fire on High. It'll be published April uh, of this coming year. And then a book that probably was as talked about as anyone else. This is a book coming out. It was long-listed for the 2018 Man Booker Prize, and it's called Normal People by Sally Rooney. Sally Rooney is an Irish writer, and uh, uh, what it says on the back of this is, Sally Rooney brings her brilliant psychological acuity and perfectly spare prose to a story that explores the subtleties of class, the, the electricity of first love, and the complex entanglements of family and friendship, published by Hogarth Books. Karen Russell's new book, Karen Russell of Swamplandia fame, has a new collection of stories called Orange World. And uh, we love Karen Russell at Books and Books. She's originally from Miami. And uh, what it's coming from Kanaf in May of this year. And uh, the jacket copy on this says, Karen Russell's comedic genius and mesmerizing talent for creating outlandish predicaments that uncannily mirror our inner lives is on full display in these eight exuberant, arrestingly vivid, unforgettable stories. That's Karen Russell, Orange World and Other Stories from Kanaf coming out in May. And then another, another favorite at Books and Books, favorite, probably you know, all, over the, all over the country actually, is, is our very own Richard Blanco. Richard has a new collection of poetry out called How to Love a Country, and everyone at the Winners too was talking about this book. Um, it covers topics like immigration, gun violence, racism, LBGTQ issues, and just about everything else. It's really a beautiful, gorgeous collection of poems from Richard Blanco, published by Beacon Press. And then there is a book that just fascinated me because I love the illustrations of Arthur Rackham. And Arthur Rackham has, uh, Arthur Rackham was one of the great illustrators at the turn of the 20th century who did lots of children's books. And uh, Rebecca Solnit, we all know who she is, has done a new edition of Cinderella. It's called Cinderella Liberator, and she uses the illustrations of Arthur Rackham. And I haven't read through this yet, but it looks like one that uh, as soon as it comes out in May, I can't wait to, uh, to read. Uh, then there's one that I've been waiting for by the great Darcy Stanky. This is coming from Farrar, Strauss, and Giroux, edited by Sarah Crichton. And um, it's called Flash Count Diary, Menopause and the Vindication of Natural Life. Um, so here's what it says about Darcy's book. I knew that she was working on it because she would come down to Miami and, um, and get, she got very involved with Lolita the Whale at the Sequarium here. And that ties into this book. 
in surprising ways. So a brave, brilliant, and unprecedented examination of menopause. Menopause hit Darcy Stanky hard. First came hot flashes, then insomnia, then depression. As she struggled to understand what was happening to her, she slammed up against a culture of silence and sexism. Some books promoted hormone replacement therapy. Others encouraged accepting the coming crone. Beyond that, there was little that offered a path to understanding menopause in a complex, spiritual, intellectually engaged way. She felt lost until she encountered a scientific fact that had escaped her through the early stages of dealing with this life change. The only two creatures on earth that go through menopause, she discovered, are human women and female killer whales. And that's how Lolita, the killer whale at this aquarium, comes into play. I hope you'll, um, I hope you'll make note of this book called Flash Count Diary, and it's by Darcy Stanky. Thomas Harris, Silence of the Lambs, has a new book about to come out called Carrie Mora. And uh, it's a page turner indeed. It's coming out May 2019. I am sure it will be at the top of the bestseller lists. We're going to take a break as my dogs are going wild because I think the roofer is here. One of the most buzzed about books at the Winter Institute was Colson Whitehead's The Nickel Boys. Uh, this is a follow-up to his The Underground Railroad, which was published to such acclaim. This is what's said about the Nickel Boys. In this bravura follow-up to the Pulitzer Prize and National Book Award-winning number one New York Times bestseller, The Underground Railroad, Colson Whitehead brilliantly dramatizes another strand of American history through the story of two boys sentenced to a hellish reform school in Jim Crow-era Florida. Colson himself, um, from what I heard, uh, wasn't expecting that this would be his next book until he read about what happened in North Florida. And this is based on actually a, a true story. I sat next to Isabella Hamad. Isabella Hamad's family comes from Nablus, and um, she has written a really compelling novel. And here's what Zadie Smith says about it. The Parisian is a sublime reading experience, delicate, restrained, surpassingly intelligent, uncommonly poised, and truly beautiful. It's realism in the tradition of Flaubert and Stendhal that this remarkable historical epic should be the debut of a writer in her mid-twenties seems impossible, yet it's true. And uh, I can tell you that um, of all the people I met at the Winter Institute, Isabella was uh, certainly one of the most uh, impressive people that I met. And I think this book is going to just uh, give anyone who reads it a, a, a kind of, a kind of life-altering view of just what life in the Middle East is like. One of my favorite cartoonists is Bob Eckstein. He has a book that's out now, and he happened to be there, and he was actually illustrating uh, the Winter Institute for the American Booksellers Association. And I happened to be on the plane with him going to Dallas before I made my way to Miami. And not only is he a marvelous illustrator, but he's one of the funniest people I know. And his new book is called The Illustrated History of the Snowman. Um, and if you ever happen to meet him at a book signing or anywhere else, 
ask him about what happened to his cat naming book. It's a really hilarious story. Then also the great Carl Marlantes, who wrote Matterhorn, has a new book out called Deep River. Carl's book Deep River is all about um, uh, all about this rich family saga that's, I think, based on his own family. It's about Finnish immigrants. They settle in the Pacific Northwest and they tame it. Um, it's set against some of the very first labor movements of the 20th century, World War I, and it basically is detailing the upheaval of early 20th century America. Carl is a great storyteller, and this is a book called Deep River, which I know will, um, will generate lots of excitement. It's coming out in July. Uh, there's also a writer, a writer published by Akashic, Nina Revoir. Um, she has a new book called, called A Student of History. Um, everyone loves Nina Revoir's work. Um, this new book, um, I'm hoping you will, you will, you will uh, discover and you will explore and you will read. Um, she wrote five previous books, including The Age of Dreaming, which was a finalist for the LA Times um, Book Prize. Um, that's Nina Revoir's new book, A Student of History. But she also, when I saw her, she also turned me on to an earlier book of hers called The Necessary Hunger. I told her that I love books about basketball and I just love basketball in general. And so she turned me on to her book called The Necessary Hunger. Nina was a basketball player herself at Yale. And, um, and this book follows two basketball stars and several of their friends through the last year of high school. It's called The Necessary Hunger by Nina Revoir. Mark Kolansky's book, uh, on, it's called Salmon. It's published by Patagonia Press. Yes, that Patagonia, they have their own press. And it's that Mark Kolansky who wrote Cod. And it's, um, it's an account of the importance of salmon and just what's happening in our environment. And as many of you know, Mark has uh, become uh, you know, one, of the, one of the great writers of, of sustainability. And, um, and, and he cares so much about the environment. And it makes so much sense that he and Patagonia have teamed up on this book. Since they didn't have a galley at a BA of Mark's new book, um, uh, his new book is called Salmon and the Earth by Mark Kurlansky. Since they didn't have a galley of Mark Kurlansky's new book from Salmon and the Earth, Patagonia Press uh, was handing out a broadside. A broadside is a one sheet, beautifully printed, um, which is usually has a poem or a quote or something on it on beautiful paper, often letterpress. Abigail Rosewood's new book is called If I Had Two Lives. It's coming from Europa Press, and it'll be coming this spring. And uh, what Europa says about it is that this luminous debut novel follows a young woman from her childhood in Vietnam to her life as an immigrant in the United States and her necessary return to her homeland. Abigail Rosewood's If I Had Two Lives. Also, also Harlan Coben has a new one called Runaway. 
Runaway is among the most powerful, gripping, and surprising books of Harlan's career, says Ben Sevier, who's his uh, publisher at Grand Central uh, Publishing, which is a division of Hachette. Um, we also have uh, a new book coming called Mostly Dead Things. Mostly Dead Things is by um, Kristen Arnett coming from Tin House in June. I'm glad to make you aware of that one. Um, there's also a book coming, it's a nonfiction coming, called I Miss You When I Blink by Mara Laura Philpot. She is a bookseller as well in Nashville. I Miss You When I Blink, Essays, Mary Laura Philpot. And there's also Furious Hours, Murder, Fraud, and the Last Trial of Harper Lee. Andrew Miller, uh, who edited this book at Knopf, says, at first I loved this book because of the creepy story of the Reverend Serial Killer with his portrait of rural Alabama and digressions into voodoo and the history of insurance fraud. And then I got into the barn burner of a trial, and after that came the beautiful account of Harper Lee. And he goes on to say that each part seems better than the last. I could continue uh, with all of the great books that I found at uh, the Winter Institute, which took place in Albuquerque this year. But I think I'll stop there. Um, there are many more boxes to come, and uh, so you may be hearing from us again about some of the new books that are coming out this spring and this summer. Thank you for joining me on The Literary Life. I hope you like what you heard and that you'll please share your review on Apple Podcasts and also give me your feedback at Books and Books on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to my weekly conversations on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Revolver.com. I'm Mitchell Kaplan. Thanks for joining The Literary Life. Mm-hmm.